Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Oh, I hit it. Feels good. Really nice. It's a big start to the week <laughs> when I hit it. And I hit it so well. I welcome in to Balloon Party, also known as Yuppie and the Douchebag. Lil Harvard and Lil Tex. Or you're Lil Harvard and Lil Tex. Both, yeah. Which is a Both weird combo. <laughs> it is unique. Uh, it is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, Burkett. Uh, with you on the show. You're welcome to get involved on the show. Air Comfort Service text line and leave a mic drop that won't be played by Jackson because he he wants to censor you. That's right. I want to hear the mic drops. I might just go in there on my own after the show and just listen yeah. since you won't, I won't let the people be heard. That's right. Uh, that's uh, brought to you by Rhino Shield, and you can always podcast this show, the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center podcast. I'm in a weird spot because we have this app madness going for, for, for TMA. Yeah. On our HD2, Humble Brag, uh, program from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. But I also have a responsibility here at 101 ESPN. Yeah, it's a tough spot. I I guess we're, you know, we're all winners with it. You know, if one station wins, we can claim that we are more so at the other. Okay, that's not a bad idea. We'll just pick our sides after the results come out. So, uh, big doings here. This This is a good prize. Uh, the 101 mobile app is loaded with a ton of incredible giveaways this month. If you already have the app, make sure to check out the rewards section to see all the giveaways. If you don't have the 101 ESPN app yet, download it and get registered. Your chance to win $1,000 in cash. Boy, that's what happens when you're on a real station. Yeah. <laughs> like we're giving away a round of golf with us. And people are like, can we have the golf, but you guys not show up? Right, just, yeah, don't come. And here they just hand out cash, yeah. portable Traeger grill, a rolling Yeti cooler, a signed Ryan O'Reilly blues jersey, and much more. All those contests are going on right now on the 101 mobile app. Wow, just reading that copy just really was a look in the mirror. Right. And I didn't like what I saw. No. no. Wow. We're giving like Iggy's autographed AVN credential from 2016. Yeah. They're giving away a Ryan O'Reilly blues jersey. We're giving away a loose change and mm. got all this sweet stuff. Mm. 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 It puts it in perspective, too. Mm. It does put it in perspective. That's exactly right. Uh, welcome to the program. Cardinals winning two of three. Jackson, we said here on the show on Friday, we discovered live on the air what I really thought was probably minus 350, and I truly thought that was the case. Minus 350, you have to bet 350 to win 100, that the Cardinals would win the series against the Reds was only minus 180. That is is close to free money as you can get now that's not going to be with every series of course but when you get to face our friends in the national league central um 
this is this is where you can make some money, I guess. I was stunned by that. Yeah. Still still stunned. Still think it might have been wrong. <laughs> but I but some people have texted in to say they bet it. And uh, you won, and you didn't really have to worry about it because it was taken care of on Saturday. The Cardinals won the series, lost yesterday, took two of three from the Reds. I'd like to update this, the National League Central standings. Uh, the Cardinals are in first place by a half game. The Reds now have ended their losing streak, so they've won one in a row, albeit they were on a losing streak, and they've lost seven of their last ten. Meanwhile, the Cubs and Pirates have lost six in a row. It's a fun, fun division. Uh, the Brewers uh, have ended their losing streak, but they have lost eight of their last ten, and so there is the state of things in the National League Central. Cardinals up half a game. Four against the Pirates coming up. Be in worse positions, take two or three. Trying to take myself back to what I was, I mean, it's certainly a different mindset than when you were a kid. Right. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. But when I was growing up in the 1980s, you won the division and you're in the NLCS. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm coming from. And so I wouldn't think, and I'm trying to, I can't even remember when for sure when the Cardinals won the division in 85 and 87, the Mets were an incredible baseball team. So you didn't feel like, what I'm trying to get to is this. The mindset for me as a baseball fan is different now than it was when I was growing up, not just because perspective changes and you're just not like, you know, as like my like I would have a bad day if the Cardinals lost a game, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 10. Um, the mindset is, okay, yeah, they're in first place, but are they in the same class as other teams in baseball who aren't getting to feast on this clown show division where 60% of the teams have chosen not to compete this year. So if the, if you felt like the Cardinals were a great team and yeah, they're beating up on the Reds and Cubs and Pirates, then that's one thing. But do you feel like the Cardinals are in the class with take your pick of whomever you would list? And one thing that I hold on to is a team that has been on a heater, although they lost their last two, but they were on a heater ever getting since swept by the Cardinals, and that's the Padres. Padres are 37-24, and 24 and the Cardinals swept them. Mm-hmm. Do you consider the Cardinals in the same class as the Dodgers? But the Dodgers are 0-6 this year against the Pirates. It's the yeah. strangest, it's got to be the strangest stat in baseball. Yep. The Dodgers have lost three in a row. Um The Mets, 40-22, and 22, both uh, New York teams, first two teams to uh, mm-hmm. 40 wins. This year, Mets and Yankees both over 40 wins. Yankees now at uh, 44 and 16, a 733 yeah. win percentage. So that's that's why it's like yeah, they're in first place, but they're in first place in this division. That's that's mm-hmm. really a, it's not just a bad division; it's a dreadful division. Now, this isn't all about criticizing the National League Central in 2015. The Cardinals were a 100-win team, and both the Pirates, Pirates, Pirates and Cubs were close to winning 100 games. Mm-hmm. So that felt different. Right. That felt different. That's what I'm trying to provide context on. So as, as a Cardinal fan, the fact that they are in first place, and it's June 13th, you know, I mean, this this isn't this isn't April 15th here. This is June 13th. Is Does it mean as much to you as it would have, I don't know, 20 years ago, if you're old enough to to go back and compare and contrast, 10 years ago, does it mean as much as it would have, say, in 2019 with, with the division and having three teams and you know that they're winning some games against some teams that just aren't really major league rosters? Uh, Jackson, how does it impact things for you? Yeah, I, I don't think, for me personally, like I don't think this team is 
lighting on fire and they have some obvious holes in their team. But at the same time, they're winning games sometimes by, you know, putting a bunch of runs on the board. And then pitchers like Dakota Hudson, who's been good, Michaelis, who's been good this season, are somewhat surprising in a sense, given their past and Hudson's injury past. So seeing that and the possibility of Flaherty coming back, if he's right, does give me some optimism, especially if they're going to hopefully buy at the trade deadline if they're in a similar position. If they're a half game up on the Brewers by the trade deadline, I would hope that they're going to go get some either a starting pitcher or a big offensive bat or somebody, somebody to supplement the either the runs or so we don't have bullpen starts every fifth day. Yeah, I would imagine that would be the case. It's always tough to say when people say, well, what would you like them to do? And I'm like, well, it's June 13th. Right, and you're talking exactly. about a month and a half. You don't know what the need will be. Mm-hmm. You certainly want the team to be healthy, but inevitably it feels like there will be an injury, as most teams will deal with as well. Uh, let me take a look at uh, the text. And, uh, and it took the Brewers to lose seven in a row in order for the Cardinals to catch up. And after that, all that, they're only a half game ahead of the Brewers. I hope they can hold on to first place, but I just don't believe they will. That's from the 314. Uh, Jackson, Hudson's been awful, dude. That's from the 636. I don't think he's been awful. I think he's had some really good starts and obviously some bad starts. I, don't th- I think he's been better than anticipated coming uh, off an injury. Uh, good morning, guys. I was watching the MLB Network, and they were saying that the Cardinals have not been in first place this late in the season since 2019, and that came on the last day when they won the division. I feel like I've become accustomed to them being the second-best team in the division. That's from the 314. Yeah, you know, when you take a look back here, let's say, let's go back to 2011, because now we'll have postseason teams to compare 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 19, I I mean, whatever, with 2020, and I guess you count 2021, too, by definition, although I personally would not. It's like, oh, Missouri had a good season. They went to a bowl. Eh. So, you know, the, the 2019 team... Just, I was just not all that impressed. I'm not saying that this person who texted in was saying that they were. So I understand what this person is saying, is that you haven't felt like the Cardinals are a world championship contender for a while. Sure. That's that's where I'm coming from with it. But that's that's what I'm trying to gauge here. The Cardinals are in the position they're in, and they, they have been hit with some injuries, and they will have somebody such as Jack Flaherty uh, coming back. So, you know, from that standpoint, that's why I'm trying to gauge where people are on the Cardinals. And then also how it compares and contrasts, because the Cardinals' competition for the World Series is most likely not going to come out of the National League Central. And the only team it would be would be the Brewers, unless the Pirates, Cubs, or Reds go on some kind of miraculous Mm -hmm. run. I mean, they're all a minimum of 10 games under 500. The Reds are almost 20 games under 500. I mean, this is an all-out clown show. It bothers me. I mean, you know, as much as I can be bothered by sports, it it bothers me in that you have a spot here, and it's not just these three teams. They happen to be in the Cardinals division, so it stands out. that just, you, And you knew it going in. You knew three teams are not going to be competitive. Yeah, 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 and then you look across Major League Baseball, too, and there's situations, and it's, like, terrible for, like, a team like the Blue Jays, who would be in first place in a couple different divisions, but are, like, eight and a half back, because the Yankees are on a, this incredible run, and you're like, you know, space it out a little bit so AL Central and NL Central are just so behind what's yeah, going on. I don't, yeah, I, I wonder about that. I mean, are divisions antiquated? I know. Because at this end of the day, does it matter? I, I, would, um, I would gather it was based on travel way back in the day. I mean, they right. were all in one league initially. Right. Then the divisions were broken up. 
But now it's, it's I don't know, I, to, I guess to create rivalries. But, you know, I remember some Blues fans were com- complaining a couple weeks ago, not a lot, but some were, that the, know, the Blues sucks. The Blues are one of the best teams, but they have to play the, you know, best team in the West in the second round. That's not the way that it mm-hmm. should be. Sure. I don't know. I don't know on the whole thing. Right. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Blue Jays are 35-24, and 24 and, you know, barring a significant collapse, they're not going to be winning the American League East, no. even though it's June 13th, and no. we're looking at that, and they're a legitimately great team. The Blue Jays have the third-best record in the American League, and they have a very low percentage chance yeah. of winning their division. They're almost 10 games back. Like, it's unbelievable. Tim, I hate this pathetic division. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I mean, I listen, I like seeing the Cardinals win, but it's... I, I like seeing I keep using the Missouri football analogy because I'm a Missouri football fan. I like seeing Missouri win, but I don't really care about the Louisiana Tech or Abilene Christian game. Sure. And that's how I am when it's like, oh, the Pirates are here tonight after the Reds. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not it's not gonna move the needle. Which is needle. why I was excited a couple weeks ago when they swept the Padres. I'm like, right. oh, look at this. Yeah, that was serious. And then it was really disenfranchising when they got swept by the Rays, because, oh, you got a chance to see what it's like when you go and travel to Auburn and see how you hold up. Oh, yeah. okay, that's how you hold up. So that's where I'm coming from with it. Listen, I want them in the playoffs, but but to get a gauge of where they are, uh, that's that's what kind of irritates well, kind of, irritate me. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. 65780-65780. While we are talking just so happens that the topic I was going to in the next segment has been getting discussed on MLB Network for about four minutes uh, over Jackson's uh, head here in the 101 ESPN uh, Car Shield Studios, and that is Matt Carpenter. Mm. And what is going on with Matt Carpenter? I, I don't know if there was a name. I wasn't one on 101 ESPN this time last year, but I would imagine last year his name was texted in more than any name into this radio station. And uh, what is going on with Matt Carpenter is one hell of a story. We will discuss that. Where are you on what's going on with Matt Carpenter? Are you happy for him? Are you mad that he's not on the Cardinals? Where are you on that? 65780. We'll talk about it next on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I kind of like this one a lot. Yeah, I might drive around Francis Park with my subwoofer. <laughs> see if I catch any divorcee's eyes. <laughs> Welcome into Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Uh, Matt Carpenter, Jackson, what in the world? Unbelievable. You happy for him? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You got high-pitched there, so I'm going to call and I'm going to see what you do on the turn. No, I don't see... I mean, I guess I could see people being mad, but... A guy kind of went through a rough patch, and I think now he's with the perfect team for this little— Well, I think most people thought he was out of baseball. Right. Well, when he—the Rangers, he got signed with the Rangers, but he's playing AAA, and then he got dropped from there. And I think most people thought, like, okay, Matt Carpenter is now retiring. But if you looked at the story when he got dropped, he was actually hitting Mm -hmm. power Mm -hmm. with the Rangers— but I think the Rangers are going, yeah, it ain't happening. Right. So, you know, you want to play Major League Ball, it's fine. We're not going to call you up because we're going to let our young guys get the time. So, you know, yeah, if you want to play Major League Baseball, you've already got God only knows how much money, feel free. Sure. It, it's not going to be any sweat for us, and it might be good for you. And then the Yankees, you know, a team that's on pace for 100 
and 20-plus wins at the moment. It's crazy. Aaron Judge hit two home runs on Saturday, so he's going to break Bonds yeah, or McGuire's yeah. or Barris's or Ruth's yeah. record, depending All on which one up. you count. Right. Uh, and the Yankees are going to, uh, what, have the best record since the 2001 Mariners. Yes, yeah. So we got things happening, and that's where Matt Carpenter is, and he was starting at third base yesterday because Glabar Torres right, right, uh, right, was right. ill. Mm-hmm. And he gets the start, and he hits two home runs, and Matt Carpenter, with the best team in baseball, kind of undisputed best team in baseball, uh, now has six home runs in his first ten games with the Yankees. Yeah, 24 at-bats. That's correct. Uh, it's an unprecedented start, making Carpenter just the second player since 1900 to smack six long balls within his first 10 games with the team. I read from SportsIllustrated.com. Trevor Story also accomplished that rare feat during his first 10 games with the Rockies in 2016. Carpenter, seven RBIs. Matched a career high. Had that too. Something the 12-year vet hasn't accomplished since July 20th, 2018, a game in which he slugged three home runs in a Cardinal uniform against the Cubs. That day was part of a stretch where Carpenter hit eight home runs in a six-game span, something Yankees uh, starter uh, recalled on uh, Sunday. Quote, I don't really have words for it. I obviously feel good at the plate, got my swing where I want it, and I'm just trying to go out and execute win a pitch, win pitches, taking a pitch at a time, and just trying to have good at-bats. And I've been able to put a couple of good swings on some balls here lately. Uh, I know that Matt Carpenter has been a hot topic in St. Louis, certainly on 101 ESPN. Didn't think he would ever really be a topic again. Right. Um, and now this is happening, and so it is restarting what was a topic that really, I think, owned the Cardinal season for much of 2021 last year before the win streak because mm-hmm. people are like, why is this guy on the team? Why is he still playing? Why is he still hitting balls into right field to a second baseman? Uh And so, if we take a bigger picture here, I think, and I haven't started reading the text yet, even though I see him coming in like a slot machine right now, 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. I think the majority of Cardinal fans feel this way. They're happy for him. Because I don't think Cardinal fans ever disliked, well, I'm sure some disliked Carpenter. I'm sure some disliked him. But I think people disliked the contract extension, which was... Seriously, one of the most confusing things I can recall in in covering St. Louis area sports, that contract extension. And I said it the moment it happened. I remember getting the email. Cardinals having a press conference. Oh, I wonder what this is. This could be good. They're extending Matt Carpenter when they don't have to. What the hell are they doing? Very odd. Yeah. So odd. that was what I think upset Cardinal fans. I don't think Matt Carpenter, the person or the player, mm. upset Cardinal fans. So... I think Cardinal fans are happy for Carpenter, confused as to why this is happening in New York and not St. Louis, and then wondering, is it something about the Cardinals system hitting coach that they missed an opportunity to catch this adjustment, especially considering Matt Holliday is one of the guys he worked with this offseason to try and get it back? I mean, what if Matt Carpenter goes on and becomes a god in the Bronx and wins a World Series and becomes a key part of the Yankees doing so? I mean, that would be one of the most surprising yeah. comeback stories I can recall seeing in baseball. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I think it can't. It, it needs to be mentioned that like a couple of different. I mean, he's playing in Yankee Stadium. The short porch in right field is uh, certainly beneficial to him. 
And I think also when you have a roster like the Yankees do, and this is not trying to take anything away from Carpenter because he's been playing outstanding, but when you look down the Yankees lineup every day, if you're the pitcher, you're not necessarily sweating Matt Carpenter when you got Judge and Stanton and Torres and Rizzo on the lineup. You're a little more nervous about them. So when you're pitching against him and he cranks one on you, you're just like, oh, if we're gonna if gonna have someone beat me, it's gonna be Matt Carpenter, not you know Judge or Stanton or anyone like that. And then also, you know, I think that short porch is huge and just maybe a, a fresh start is sometimes all guys need. And clearly when you get 24 at-bats and six of them are home runs, it's, it's clearly going well. I'm legitimately happy for him. D- don't don't know him well at all. He was on our show at spring training, and I would guess it was 2019 because we certainly wouldn't have been there in 2020 or 2021. So I would imagine it was 2019. And he wanted to come on. You know, we do TMA from the picnic table right outside the Cardinal Clubhouse. Done it there for years. Pandemic has kept us away in 2020 and 2021. And he wanted to come on the show. Mm -hmm. And was clearly on a mission. He knew people were down on him. Mm -hmm. And he was on a mission. And you could tell. And it's he's not... You know, I don't know. I don't know how the audience sees players. I mean, I know Adam Wainwright. Even if he weren't on with Randy Carrick or Michelle Smallman, I think you would have an idea of just how first class he is. He's Definitely. superhuman in his interview skills and just his personality and character and so on and so forth. So you can get a feel for who is comfortable doing interviews, who wants to do them, who doesn't. Paul Goldschmidt. I think I've talked about this. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Just doesn't really like doing interviews, but that doesn't make him a bad guy. Sure. Uh, he's a really good guy, just not really comfortable with mm-hmm. that song and dance. So with that all said, Carpenter is not a guy who he would do them, but they would kind of be in the Bull Durham format where he would be giving you stock answers. The, yes, exactly. Yeah. But on this one, I'm like, whoa, he came loaded for bear. And he wasn't like mad at anybody. If anything, he was mad at himself. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the listeners to know he was committed to getting it back. Yeah. And so, you know, does he need to be doing this? Did he, in other words, did he need to commit to what he committed to this off season to try to get it back? Absolutely not. Financially, absolutely not. And it's not like he's 28, but he did. And I have, so, even if it didn't work out, mm-hmm. by the way, not doing results oriented here, trusting the process, I would respect the fact that he didn't need to do it, has all the money in the world, a young family. And he was like, I'm going to give it a run. I'm going to commit. I'm going to work with people. I'm going to drive all over the country and try and figure this out. And I am going to go play in the minor leagues for a team that has no chance of winning mm-hmm. at the major league level as right. far as a championship goes in the Texas Rangers. That is a guy who loves baseball. And even if you didn't like Carpenter or the contract extension, I think all of us can respect that. So he does it, doesn't need the money at all grinds during the winter months and then grinds at the minor league level with the Rangers parts ways and then gets a chance with the best team in the game storied franchise and comes up and now is the hero of the New York Yankees along with judge. Right. I mean, what in the world? Yeah. So I can't help but be happy for him because I respect what he has done to keep it going, but not just keep it going. I'm talking about keep it going, keeping going, playing baseball, because he didn't have any it going. Uh-huh. But to find 
what it was that was something that led to his success in particular in that stretch in 2018 because he didn't need to do it. Yeah, That's a competitive drive and a work ethic that I think a lot of people can respect, even if they hated the contract extension and his at-bats the last few years drove them up the wall. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note that this situation for him, just from like a mental standpoint, and I'm purely speculating here, but when he's at the Cardinals, he's the aging superstar, a former superstar who's now has a big contract but isn't performing, and it's a tough position because fans naturally are going to be upset with the amount of money that's spending and not getting the output. When you get signed to the Yankees, you know, if it didn't work out for him, the Yankees retire, he gave his best shot. But with this, he's kind of playing free money, essentially. And if he's great, he's the hero. If not, then that's my baseball career. Right, exactly. So it's a better situation for him with the Yankees because he performs well. And look at him. He's the hero of the Bronx. If he doesn't, that's that's baseball. I gave it a good run. I gave it my best effort. Somebody I see here, and initially I was like, who this? I was going Cecil Fielder, but I, I now catch it. I like any player who wants to prove his worth versus a guy like Brett Cecil and take the money and run mentality. And I got to tell you something, you know, that, that text is obviously specific to one player, mm-hmm. but Brett Cecil is not the only one. And I know the person texting in wasn't saying Brett Cecil's the only one, but two of the contracts that were driving Cardinal fans up the wall before they rattled off the winning streak last year, uh, because we can't do revisionist history on what the first five months of the season were in 2021, um, were Matt Carpenter and Brett Cecil. And one guy, and by the way, don't blame him, Mm -hmm. one guy is just like, all right, I'll wrap it up. And plus, I don't know what Brett Cecil's health is. Sure, Uh, He might not be in a position to do it. Matt Carpenter just couldn't execute. Mm -hmm. And people are going, "Okay, okay, the game passed him by. Well, he was insistent and hadn't. Now, how many times do we hear a guy in his late 30s or even mid-30s go, I'm in the best shape of my life? Right, right. And you're just going, okay, you know, good luck. And you know what happens. But here's a guy who recommitted to trying to figure it out when he didn't need to, just worked his ass off in the offseason and, again, took a minor league gig with the Texas Rangers. Yeah. This isn't taking a minor league gig with the, the Yankees. This is, this is the Texas Rangers, a team that just isn't going to be doing anything this year. And look what's wound up happening. He then gets a shot with the Yankees, and he capitalizes, and the Yankees are what they are right now. I just have a great deal of respect for that. And I was never anti-Matt Carpenter. I was just beyond confused by the Cardinals. And by the way, in, I don't even know if this is a take out there, and by that I mean people opining on this. If people are mad at the Cardinals, it'd be yeah, a really weird line to so take. Weird. I mean, how much how much opportunity can a team give them? Oh, so yeah. I, I I don't know that that's out there. I'm not going to straw man here, but on the off chance that that's there, I'd, I'd, I'd be, be shocked. I'd be happy to read through it and see what the. Uh, I mean, he has made eighty nine million dollars. Now I know the government has a nice portion of that, and his agent has a nice portion of that. But when it's all said and done, net, I'm sure there's forty to fifty sitting around. Sure. Uh, unless he got involved with my Daily Fantasy syndicate. And, you know, point being, and he's got a young family. Mm -hmm. He could be hanging out on his ranch in Texas and getting investment advice and putting some money in, having some passive income off the $40 and be just fine. But that's the type of thing. I mean, that's the type of thing I think people admire. That is stick-to-itiveness. It's perseverance. And on top of it, it's not like he was kind of on the verge of rediscovering it last year. It's been a disaster for a while, and he still believed that he could do it, and he worked his backside off to put himself in a position to do it, even if it led to a minor league deal with a bad team. 
I'm really, I'm truly happy for him. Yeah, I, I think if you, because this kind of has the makings of a movie. It's like if you start the movie, it's the Cardinals, and he gets released, or he finishes his career at the Cardinals, kind of down, does the year of trying to get it back to it, playing in the minors, and you finish the movie with him cranking a home run at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it really is kind of Hollywood, and it's great to see for a great guy. Yeah, I am, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know him. I, I, I just recall that interview, and he probably only did a handful of interviews on the show all those years we were at spring training. It's just not his, it's just not his personality. Yeah. Totally cool. But that interview, it's like he wanted to come on, and he wanted to communicate with St. Louis about how he wasn't just sitting there. He was. He, I remember him saying, "It's it's for some reason, and I don't know what it is. Years after I have a contract negotiation, I fall off." And he goes, "I know that rubs fans the wrong way because what they think is he got his money, and now he's just going to chill. But exactly. that's not the deal." And so it really ate at him. And I respect that man. I respect that interview, and I felt terribly for him individually that he was so bad because I knew he was so bothered by it. Um, maybe it was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. It was oh, 2020. Yeah, yeah. It was February. Could, be, be, 20. Yeah, it was February 2020. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Right. Um, because at 2018, he was riding a high heading into 2019. Yeah. So why right. would he be, right. be yeah. apologizing? Right. So yeah, it's 2020. I keep thinking we weren't there in 2020. We weren't there in 2021 and 2022. Uh, so there it is. Matt Carpenter on an absolute heater for a team that is winning nearly three out of four of their games. And I don't know when it's going to stop. And by the way, they're doing it in a real division, too. Right. You know, this isn't right. this operation here. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with more Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, I got a bunch. I got a bunch of stuff here. It's going to be like a Larry King column. Is that a, is that a, is that a reference that you catch? Yeah. You're the only 24-year-old in the world who would catch that reference. Just short, little blurbs right. of stuff that's mostly obvious. Magic Johnson's got taken over for him with his Twitter account recently, <laughs> if you've seen that. Warrior. Steph Curry can shoot. End of tweet. <laughs> I, just, I need to gift that. But uh, here's what I got. I see this. This reminded me of that. How exciting to see Pat Maroon back in the Stanley Cup Finals. His leadership has been key to the Lightning being successful in the postseason. I understand why the Blues didn't keep him, but I can't but help but wonder what if. That's from the 3 and 4. I couldn't be happier for him. I love that guy. Uh, it's so great. You know, I mean, you I, I, David Freeze and Pat Maroon just happen to be now they're different guys, although they're friends. They're they're not the same personalities, but mm-hmm. the fact that they did what they did from St. Louis in St. Louis, and also happen to be just the best, you know, mm-hmm. it makes it even better to root for. Them. Now I would have been pulling against the Avalanche anyway. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have cared as much if it were the Rangers instead of the Lightning, but now that. Pat has a chance for four straight years. I mean, I will be legitimately emotionally invested. Even if I think you have a spot where the Avalanche are winning, I'm not going to bet it because mm-hmm. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him win it. I think the series price on that is the Avalanche are minus one eighty. Mm. If that that I have to tell you this, that surprises me. Not as much as it surprised me with the Cardinals only being minus 180 to win the series against the Reds. I don't know what that was about. I hope a lot of people made money on that. They were just handing out money this weekend with that. But uh, minus 180, I, I, I mean, I realize the Avalanche are a machine. We saw it in St. Louis, but I think a lot of people in St. Louis, even who may recognize the Avalanche were the better team, feel like if Jordan Bennington doesn't get injured or run, whatever verb you'd want to use, the Blues had a legitimate shot 
to beat that team. Right. And I'm telling you something. There's also something to be said about a team who's been there and done it. And I know it sounds cliche. And I feel like it gets thrown around in a lot of sports and it doesn't matter in those sports. But in this one, I feel like it does. And that's why when the Avalanche were down, or excuse me, the Lightning were down 3-2 to the Leafs, I'm like, this. you couldn't have two more polar opposite situations here. One operation that, that is known for blowing series leads and hasn't done anything in the postseason forever, and another one that is just known for just being absolutely mentally tough. And sure enough, they've just been on a heater ever since. Uh, minus losing those first two at Madison Square Garden, it has been an absolute heater for the Lightning ever since they were done three-two down three-two to the Leafs. So super happy for Pat, and yes, he has been a factor on top of it. So it's not like he's just along for the ride right. and, and sitting up in the press box, man. I am super happy for him. It's unbelievable. And someday when it's when it's uh, whenever it's over. Uh, I would imagine he'll come in here and we'll have a we'll have a good conversation Absolutely. about it because I don't feel like it's my place to say it. I don't think what I'd be saying with this would be a big reveal. But this time, oh, 34 months ago, he wasn't sure he was going to play again, mm-hmm. which sounds kind of crazy now. Mm-hmm. And considering that was only a month or two after the Blues won the Stanley Cup, it wasn't like a lot of offers were coming in. And now this guy's reaching legend status yeah, no beyond doubt. Tampa and St. Louis. Yeah. He is there's an, there's an appreciation for his personality and also the grit that he brings to a team that goes well beyond uh, the game seven goal here in St. Louis against the Dallas Stars. So there's number one. Uh, secondarily, a um, friend of mine named Michael Wellington, uh, who I've known for 25 years, 20 more than that probably. Uh, is caddying for St. Louisan, Marquette High School grad, Chris Nagel this week at uh, at the U.S. Open. Nagel qualified last week. If you were listening to the show, you might have heard my reaction. Uh, he just sent me a picture of Nagel putting next to Dustin Johnson uh, from the U.S. Open. They're already out there right now. And uh, he is uh, also the chairman of Birdies for Bipolar. And what Wellington is doing this week is he is wearing a... TMA hat. Now, I know. I want to say this. Do you know where I'm going with this, Jackson? I actually don't. Oh, interesting. Uh Okay. I think that there are probably a decent number of people who listen to this show who wouldn't necessarily consider themselves listeners of or fans of the show that we do on HD2, which is TMA, which I've been doing, thank you very much, since 2004. But I think even if you're not a fan of, of TMA... You understand this cause, and the cause is mental health and veterans. And Michael Wellington, who, like I said, is a friend of mine, um, but it goes beyond you know the fact that he's a friend of mine. Even if he weren't a friend of mine, I would I would say this. Uh, he is the chairman. He created this foundation of Birdies for Bipolar, and he said, "I'll wear a TMA hat at the U.S. Open." Right. Uh, you know, Nagel Nagel was on the leaderboard on day one in 2018 when he played at Shinnecock. He's a he's a legit player. If you're looking for a flyer to just throw, I've I've heard odds as much as five hundred to one to eight hundred to one. I mean, if you just want to throw a dollar on it, you yeah. can get a sweat out of that. Yeah. Much less ten bucks or a hundred bucks. I put a little action on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to or t- you can bet him top twenty, bet him top forty. Either way, I've played with Chris. He's a great guy, absolutely super talented. I mean, there are guy there are amateurs who will be up there who qualified, 
who will understandably it, they just won't be able to handle the situation as great of players they are. Well, Nagel's been there, and Nagel is respected by other players as being a legitimate, you know, a, a guy who really could be out on tour. This isn't just kind of a little fluky deal here. So, with that said, Michael, my buddy, is wearing this TMA hat, and all he asked in return was if we were to talk about it, that people make donations to Birdies for Bipolar. And what he's doing is wanting to raise money for a golf simulator for the Arlington Greens Veterans Golf Association. Uh, On Birdies for Bipolar's website, uh, Wellington wrote, 22 veterans take their own life every day in America. 22. It's a staggering number. And seasonal winter depression is one of the main catalysts for suicide of our heroes. And the Arlington Greens Veterans Golf Association has thrived. uh, And what they are doing in in the spring, summer, and fall. But now they want people to be able to have that recreation and that outlet in the winter. And so they are raising money to build a golf simulator for veterans. And so I created this GoFundMe, and I tweeted it out, T. McKernan, if you want to go to the link, or if you're on the TMA fan page, uh, which is on Facebook. And you can click on the link. It's a GoFundMe. It's titled the TMA Fundraiser for Veterans Golf Simulator. Uh, I, I created the thing, Jackson, at like 6.40 this morning. Mm-hmm. So we're not even, well, I guess now we're four hours and ten minutes into it. And the goal was to raise $5,000. We've already raised $2,495, which is amazing. Yeah, Just so a tip awesome. of the cap to the people who listen. Uh, so a cause that people can get behind uh, supporting veterans and supporting mental health and that is what Michael is doing this week, caddying for Chris Nagel and wearing that hat. And if you can and are so inclined, a $5 donation uh, can be part of, you know, another, you know, few hundred people donate. And we're at that $5,000 goal just with a $5 donation. So uh, tip of the cap to those guys up there. And uh, I'll be posting pictures that Wellington keeps sending me. He sent me a picture from the, the, the locker room. Of it says U.S. Open bag storage available in locker room except for Kevin Kisner. I don't know if that's a joke or if there's some <laughs> I kind hope, of, I hope, some I kind hope. of thing there. Um, so there is uh, that, and uh, finally, along all of those lines with with the U.S. Open this week and Live Golf, Phil Mickelson is going to be addressing the media at any moment, uh, and that is going to be. I mean, has there ever been a more anticipated press conference? Yeah, I know. I mean, this is. It, it's like the, the the tiger in front of the blue curtain speech. I mean, what is this going to be like? Yeah, because he's playing this week. Yeah, and he's going to need a strategy going into like he's going to have to you know because the questions are all going to be in a similar vein, so he's going to have to answer similar similar across the board. And I'm really interested to see what angle he's going to take. What do you think the reception will be in Boston this week at the U.S. Open for him in particular? I mean, Dustin Johnson. A live golf guy, I guess. Right. I assume Preed will be playing. I think it'll be worse than the other live guys, but I think generally it'll be mixed. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it would have been, say, if the U.S. Open was played three months ago, right when the uh, Chipnik uh, comments before the book came out, but his just the blurbs of his comments about the live tour came out. Uh, I think then it would be really bad. I think now, I think. There's, it's polarizing, of course, but I think most people still really enjoy See, Phil. It's Boston. You yeah. know, if the U.S. Open were held at Bell Reeve, the, you know, it's Boston. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But Mickelson's so popular because at the same right, time, he's the like the, the New York people kind of claimed him with Beth Page. Yeah. 
So maybe the Boston people are like, oh, well, the New York people claimed him, so we're going to hate on him because right. that's the way it works. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm truly anxious to see. And then what happens if he were to go on a heater and win it? I, that's, of course, my God, the, the, yeah, the Nagel be... winning it is more likely than Mickelson winning it. But uh, him and the U.S. Open have a, a sordid past. Right. What a, you know, and the thing with this live golf thing, it's a story that people who aren't golf fans are talking about because of the socioeconomic element. Well, the face of it is not Greg Norman. It's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. And yep. for him to be talking, and he is the first press conference. They had him as the first press conference, so yeah, I can't no wait mistake to see there. how that, you're exactly right. Yeah. It is uh, it is orchestrated. All right, there are my quick hitters. Your thoughts on the topic, 65780. We've talked Cardinals. We've talked Matt Carpenter. And uh, as we want to, and people have already started donating. Thank you very much uh, for the, uh, the money's just going straight to birdies for bipolar. Uh, like I said, it's on GoFundMe. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, T. McKernan, and I have the link there as well. We'll take a commercial break, come back with a final segment of Balloon Party next. And it will include a Cardinal hero getting booed off the field this weekend. We'll have that audio for you next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Back. Final segment. Tony LaRusso, not uh, real popular right now in Chicago. Here's what it sounded like on the south side uh, of Chicago two days ago. Then the Rangers added one in the sixth, two in the seventh, and now two here in the tenth. And they have a lead late. Fire Tony chance throughout in Chicago. This is the day after the intentional walk that then lit with two strikes to Trey Turner that then was a three-run home run uh, moments later. Uh, the White Sox, for the record, 27-31, and 31, and they have lost two in a row. Would hate to see his career end by getting terminated in the middle of the season. It would be so, yeah, such a bad way to go. But not playing well, and they're kind of in a weak division, so... Got to take advantage. But, yeah, it would be a terrible way for him, who came out of retirement, to do this, to end it. Uh, so the White Sox are uh, they're at minus 56 run differential in that division. So it's, it's But they're only six games out. I know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule happen. that out. I'm legitimately pulling for him. All right, time to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.